my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about some strategies you can use to create your best long weekend ever. This episode is first airing at the start of Memorial Day weekend in the U.S., which is widely viewed as the official start of summer. Monday is a holiday, and many people have a half day planned on Friday as well. If you're listening to this and you've got a trip somewhere exciting, great. But if you don't, or you're curious about how to savor your time in general during future long weekends, here are some ideas that have been helpful for me and might be for you too. First, I like to make a mental map of the weekend. Back when I was dealing with kid nap times, I began thinking of a weekend as consisting of five spots. Friday evening, Saturday morning, Saturday post-nap, Sunday morning, and Sunday post-nap. Now that I'm beyond the nap stage, this has evolved to Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, Sunday day, and Sunday night. For a long weekend, simply add Monday day and Monday night to the mix. So for a long weekend, we likely have seven chunks of time to assign. And yes, hanging out at the house is completely fine to assign for some of them. But you probably don't want to do that for all seven. It's good to have a balance and to treat some of this extended time off as a little special. That brings us to the question of what makes a good weekend. We all have our own special recipes. Personally, I like to do a date night eating out somewhere fancy, a long run, singing with my choir at church, and then some sort of family adventure, like going to a botanical garden or the zoo or a bike ride. This mix of four things doesn't happen every weekend, but if a weekend does have those four components, I know I'll hit the work week thinking, wow, that was pretty good. There's actually some research about what activities make people happiest. For one study, researchers had a slew of people record how they were feeling as they went about their days at certain times when they were asked to report on how they were feeling. Now, you may not be surprised to learn that people were in the best moods during what the researchers called intimate activities. Though we can all ponder the image of these people pausing in the middle of such things while they recorded their feelings for research purposes. In any case, a few other activities consistently hit the top of the scale. People loved socializing. Believe it or not, they liked exercising too. They felt quite good while engaged in spiritual activities. So for any weekend, long or regular, you could think about these major categories. I recommend doing something social, something physical, and something spiritual. Social is pretty straightforward. A barbecue with friends at your house, maybe, or brunch with extended family. 
Physical is straightforward too, though a long weekend allows for slightly more adventurous ideas. Instead of just doing a 30-minute run around your neighborhood, you could go for a four-hour hike in a nearby state park, or rent canoes and paddle down a local river with your family. I interpret the category of spiritual activities broadly. It could certainly mean going to worship services, but for people who aren't part of an organized religious community, it could mean anything that elevates your soul. You could volunteer somewhere and thus be part of something bigger than yourself. You could do a longer meditation session, read devotional or inspirational literature, or go take in something awe-inspiring, like shooting stars while you're camped far from city lights. So map out what you and the people you spend weekends with would like to do in these three categories. Figure out which of the seven long weekend slots you can assign them to. Then, and this is just as important, we need to minimize the time spent on have-to-dos. And these are just part of life. Even in the best weekend ever, you might still need to run to an ATM or put gas in your car. In a previous episode of Before Breakfast, I recommended doing chores and errands during the work week in order to maximize family and leisure time on the weekend. But if that's not happening, and the grocery shopping and laundry need to get done, I recommend setting a specific window for these things. If you walk around the whole weekend thinking, I need to clean my house, you'll feel miserable. You'll do inefficient bits here and there so the housework bleeds into everything, or else you'll constantly feel guilty about not doing it. But if you assign yourself a time, say, Sunday from 3 to 5.30 p.m., before your volunteer session at the food bank, then you can stop thinking about it. If you find yourself looking at your pile of dirty clothes on Saturday morning, you can tell yourself there's a time for laundry. And now is not that time. So you're free to relax and read a book or take your kids to the park or whatever you've decided to do. So that's my advice for planning a great long weekend. I'd love to hear about your recipe for making the most of your time off. As always, you can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at beforebreakfastpod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip 
at discoverpuertorico.com.